Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen. Always excited to be in the space with you. Listen, people, do you understand how much of an honor it is to sit with another human that is helping other humans go beyond the limits that they set on themselves and deep and into all kinds of possibilities, including buying homes and land and property so they can expand and express their legacy? Do you understand it? You're about to, because right now before you, I have this amazing, brave man, this human that is absolutely busting out of the seams with all the goodness that he is putting forth in this earth. He doesn't know that I've been professionally stalking him, but I have been because that's a private skill set that's not so private anymore that I like to share. Let me introduce you to Vincente Enriquez, a.k.a. Vinny. We're just going to call him Vinny for today, but I really like saying Vincente. So if you hear me see it, say it a couple more times. Don't, you know, don't play me. It's just because it sounds so nice. I have to introduce you to him. He's amazing. He is a leader, a founder, a podcast host. Hello, because Roll to Grow podcast is one of my new favorite podcasts that I listen to that is hosted by Vinny. And he happens to have a major real estate firm where they are doing 200 million plus in real estate. Now, You might concentrate that on the economics of it, which is important because money does matter. It is a tool that allows us to do good work, to lead great lives, and to be phenomenal philanthropists and altruistic humans who get to spread the love in all kinds of really tangible ways. But I want you to visualize this from the perspective of all the people that are being helped, all the people that get to buy real estate and literally create new lives, new realities, new opportunities for other people that are righteously connected to them. Vinny, welcome to the BBP. How are you this afternoon? Fantastic. Before we get going, I just have to say that the first part of the intro, it almost had, it needed like a little beat to it. I was like, oh my gosh, she could be free flowing right here. This is like, she did the <laughs> pause and everything like that. I was like, man, this is really good. I got to take notes with my paper and pen. <laughs> I appreciate that so much because my family does not believe I have any rhythm at all. So thank you for that. (laughs) How are you doing? What's going on with you? And how are you helping the world today? (sighs) Things are good. I'm getting back to... uh... Uh, getting back acclimated to, to the daily routine. Yeah. I, uh, have taken a couple of recent trips, kind of doing my own personal thing, family thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of just, sometimes it's just nice to get back into the routine of things. Mm-hmm. Routines and rituals can be healing and ultimately helpful. I have a running joke. That's usually just for the insiders of Thick Pro that systems and thick thighs save lives. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have a thick thigh issue because you are not a female, but it does help to have routines and rituals because they ultimately are the systems that give you structure and allow you to do all the fabulous things that you're doing in your world without being too overwhelmed, at least. Yeah, no, de- definitely true. I mean, it's it's uh, funny how that that goes, and but you need that, I think that readjustment, that little shock every once in a while, mm-hmm. because if you're staying in the routine every single day. 
Uh, A week, a month, a year goes by really quick. Yeah, it does. I agree that shifting and shaking up things can really be be helpful, not only for your routine to your point, but also for the people around you that feel like they just can expect you to be at a certain place at a certain time and know your schedule. And you're like, oh, sorry, gotcha. (laughs) You thought I was there, but I wasn't. So how are, how is life as a realtor that's doing so much impactful work? Because you have a team, you're really ingrained yeah. into the lifestyle of being a real estate, I dare say, guru, who's really focused on really helping people in multiple ways, economically as well as spaciously, like letting them bust out of the seams of their, maybe the the way that they saw themselves. I know the best realtors that I've ever met are like, yeah, you said you wanted to, you know, I'm making it up 1300 square feet, but why not 1500 square feet? Why not 2000 square feet? What what do you really want versus you feeling limited to what you think you can only, you know, have or maintain at that time? How is that lifestyle for you? Yeah. I mean, and, and so I, I mean, I coach, uh, other realtors and I think just one of the things that you have to really look at is real estate happens usually when life events happen. Yeah. Right. And we're basically like quote unquote Sherpas, right. Helping people get to the finish line, get into the goal. Right. Yet most people, I mean, there's some, I mean, it's more so people that have done in the past know where they want to get to. Yeah. Right. But for most people, they have an idea of what they want, yet they don't even know what's possible. And that's mm-hmm. usually what happens when you're talking to people. They go, oh, one day I want a bigger house or one day I want this. I want a condo, right? Yet you look at numbers. I mean, I'm based in San Diego. Yeah. You look at numbers and the, the median home price, um, well, median detached home price is a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you hear the idea of a million dollars and you go, oh my gosh, that's a huge number for most people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you look at it and you go... Well, I mean, you're not paying the million dollars off the back. You're you're going to get a loan. Right. I mean, there's other options out there. There's grants. There's different programs out there. I mean, not all properties are a million dollars. So it's educating people and showing what's even possible. And when you can show someone that thought buying a home or owning a home yeah. was even in their cards, yeah. it's possible. It, it's It's pretty empowering. Right to 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 have that feeling, so I think those are always the fun ones. Now, of course, it's definitely nice when someone's like, "I, I got all my stuff together. I'm ready to buy it tomorrow." Blah blah, and it's just kind of it's already fully flowing. Yeah. But the ones that are like, you're working with them for a year, for mm-hmm. two years, three years, and you're building that game plan, and then you finally go, "This is the person that was barely paying rent, and now they own a property." Mm. It's, It's a different story, I guess. Now, you actually just said something that I would have never even considered. I never would have considered that you could have someone like you and your profession as a real estate professional enter into your life until you were fully ready. So the fact Mm -hmm. that there's a larger relationship building uh, portion of what you do, that's not just about having relationships with people who are buying multiple properties for, you know, regardless of what their reasons are. Cause that's what I, I, ignorantly, that's what I would have thought. (laughs) I would have thought that you really only create those relationships in your industry for people who are, you know, flipping houses, constantly buying properties. Maybe they have a business where they need, you know, additional land or for retreat centers or different things like that. But you just said, 
I could be working with someone for multiple years while they're getting ready and building that relationship. You just blew my mind with that because that's not something that you think about. And maybe that isn't typical for most real estate agents. Maybe that's of anything. Well, well, the thing is you have to think of, right? The, um, most people in life, right. Come from scarcity. Yeah. Right. Come from scarcity. Right. So, so going, I need the money now. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you are working with a buyer client, you're probably not going to see the effects of, of what happens with that client at the earliest 30 days, but more likely you're talking about, I mean, two, three months. Right. Okay. So you're going, Oh my gosh, well, I need the money now. I need, I, I got to find a way to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. So the ability to come from abundance saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be talking to so-and-so over here and they're not really able to purchase for the next couple of years who it's hard for most people to look past that. I'm not going to see anything out of this for the next couple of years. Right. And so the way I look at it is, I mean, if, if there's a will, there's a way. And the people that are a couple of years out, they still need help. They probably need more help than the people that are ready to buy today. Yeah. And what does it really take of my time to have that conversation, to have that extra push? I mean, and, and talk to them guidance. Cause I do this on a daily basis. Yeah. They might read something, but if you can go online and, and ask the question, you're going to get a lot of different results, especially state to state. Yeah. A thousand percent. I really I, I love that you've normalized this, but I don't think this is normal. <laughs> I really think that this is a a moat difference for your business compared mm. to many other real estate firms and agencies. Mm. I can think of very few people and I meet a lot of people in the work that you know that I do. Yeah. And for, for all different backgrounds and they come into me for very different reasons. But I can't think of one person out of all the real estate experts that I've met that actually look forward to holding space for people who aren't quite there, not pressuring them to you know, buy something that they can't afford, but yeah. really helping them see the possibilities by saying, you know what, I'm going to hold space. I'm still handling my business. I'm still growing my company. I'm still doing what I need to do and serving the, the buyer clients who are already in the moment and- like mm. emphasis on A and D and mm. I'm still holding space. So I'm here. Got some questions, send them my way. You don't got to go to Google. Like we got you. Someone on our team will assist you. Vinny, that is, that is not normal. <laughs> that is, that is a moat difference for your business. And I'm curious where that came from for you as, you know, a, a human, a man, a husband, someone who has multiple spinning plates that you have to manage as well as you're building this beautiful business. How or why, should I say, did you decide to hold space for people and, and help them grow into their, their possibilities? Yeah, I mean, so uh, my, my father was born in, in Mexico. He's in Mexican descent. My mom, Irish um, descent by a couple generations. Um, and I think one of the things, at least on the Hispanic side, um, from those relatives, they looked at from, from growing up, they looked at people of, I guess, power, right. Of education, right. Like a, like an attorney, a a doctor, a, a realtor. I mean, whatever it is, as they have the information. Yeah. Um, and I have to listen to what they, they, they are going to give me. Mm-hmm. Right. 
yet it wasn't, it was like a one-sided conversation where the person of quote unquote power of knowledge is giving the information, but not allowing the other person to ask the questions. Come on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I looked at it and I go, this is not, you know, I mean, the, the wizard of Oz, the great and powerful Oz where I have to be better and bigger than the other people. And I know there's a lot of people in my field that try to pursue, push themselves out there mm-hmm. like, like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of turns me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I look at it that I want to be on the same level as other people. Yes. I have a higher education, mm-hmm. um, on this topic mm-hmm. yet. There's going to be a higher education that they have knowledge base. That they have on another topic. Right. right. So if, if I can bring honest information to that person, right. I helped out someone's, father, mother, cousin, whoever it might be. Yeah. And that could be what I wish happens to one of, one of my relatives that's looking in another field. Right. You literally so. are the definition of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Exactly, right? Right. Yeah. Ah, I love, see, I knew it was the reason. I knew it was the reason <laughs> that we had to come back together. Um, after you honored me by hosting me on your show, Roll to yes. Roll podcast, there was so much energy that was unspoken of the peacefulness that's within you. Now it might be within you under the crazy spinning plates, right? Like of all that's that's going on, but I, I sense that that was there and we didn't have this conversation about this specific topic at all. Like we didn't even come close to it. So I definitely honor you for you seeing people as people and not just as you know, dollar signs or or gold bars or whatever. And again, we are not taking away from the fact that money matters because it does. And it allows you to do a lot of good in in the world. Um, So we want people to have more and have access to to that and having more confidence and feeling really good about yourself, your internal barometer, your system, as well as where you live does matter. And it does help people to go after bigger and better things um, according to whatever their life plan is supposed to be. So I really, really thank you and value that so much. Well, and, and, and I agree with you. I mean, there's, I mean, especially people I have had on my, I've had on my podcast and just people in general, right? There's a lot of people out there that think that, well, I can't make money and be a good person. Right. Right. It's like one or the other. Like I'm going to basically give my services for free because I want to help people. Mm-hmm. Yet you're not going to survive. I mean, I have relatives that are like this. I have, mm-hmm. I have a relative that has a, um, is trying to build a nonprofit boxing. He's an ex professional boxer. Wow. But he's so bad about actually charging money for his services because he wants to give back to the kids in his, his area, his community. So he basically takes them on for, I think it's, I think it's like, five dollars uh mm-hmm. a week or five dollars a month something something really minimal and it, it, he's just doing out of the goodness of his heart but i'm like you have to charge more because you can't survive you can't be needing water and try to give other water water to other people i mean it's you have to be able to survive so it's finding that balancing act of, i think of both yeah a thousand percent and to the point it's the creating of it now your uncle yeah. has a good heart and obviously skill sets but doesn't necessarily have that business acumen behind him. Yeah. So partnering him with someone like Suzanne G from Thrive Public Affairs, who I think is a saint on every level, she literally knocks on these doors of these big companies, these corporations, mm. looks at their 
corporate social responsibility that they claim to have, especially if they're a public stock facing company. Um, yeah. What are you doing for this community? Oh, you don't know what to do? Well, here's this guy right here who knows exactly what to do and you need to sponsor these kids. So pay him so he can keep doing the good work and he That's can build great, a team yeah. of other people. Um, yeah. But sometimes we just don't know, right? Like in, until yeah. we build these relationships and have those those conversations. On, a, on the other side, in addition to the money, there's the energy that yeah. goes out that people like your amazing uncle are constantly expending that then pull away from their opportunities, not necessarily in his case, but in other cases where they want to, you know, enlarge in their real estate, their build their portfolio, leave legacy via land to their families, but they've been emotionally spent and they've gone emotionally broke by constantly giving so much away. And for you on the other side, as a real estate expert and professional, who also has a family and runs a podcast and leads a team and coaches people and right all the spinning plates. I can imagine that you have people constantly pulling on you for your intellectual acumen, right? Like all the things and they're like, oh, well, why I got you, you know, over a $5 sandwich and a $4, you know, cafe latte. Like, can you tell me all the secrets? <laughs> to- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the keys to the kingdom. Are you able to, you know, create those boundaries? Or I guess a better question is what what do some of those boundaries look like for you when you have people wanting you so much and constantly pulling at you for your time, let alone your your intellect? Yeah, I mean, I, I, my calendar is basically everything for me. I mean, I've had this conversation with other people in the past that I time is, is so valuable for me. Like being on time is just so valuable for me. Maybe, maybe to a fault mm-hmm. where if someone's late, even by cold minutes, I, I have a negative, negative vibe towards it. Yeah. Um, just because I mean, I look at it as, as if you're late, you don't value my time. And then maybe there's a, there's, uh, and I pulled back on the reins a little bit on that. Um, but that's been, been one of the things for me is just time. Yeah. Um, and then, also understanding the opportunity cost. Um, but for the most part, if someone's, um, reaches out to me in, in a cordially way, yeah. right. Even people, some my coach or someone just separate that's trying to sell me on stuff. I'll usually hear them out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'll, I'll try to dive deeper into what they're actually trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I actually had someone today who was reaching out to me about, they were giving me a lot of fluff about something. And I was like, okay, I understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Can you please, what, what are you looking to accomplish? Are you looking this, this, and, and then they, cause I'm trying to put more fluff on it yeah. and I go, okay, well, I don't have time for this and, and try to be very cordial, right? Mm-hmm. With the whole thing. But I, I, I try to give everyone the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Yeah. The one thing that, um, like you talked about, can you give me the secret? Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> One of my, well, two, like basically a similar, I guess, pet peeve is when someone's asking for help, but they don't do anything with those actions. Ooh. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're basically asking me this, this, and this, but you're not doing anything. And then you're just asking more questions because you're trying to get out of you doing something, but it makes you feel like you're doing something by asking me, but you're not going to do anything with this. Yes. Ooh. And so that, that right there. And is if I'm fine with people failing, even on my team, I have yeah. fine with people failing, right? <clears throat> it is as long as they don't do that same mistake 
over and over. Mm-hmm. If they learn from it, right. right? If they're doing it, if they go, they ask me, Hey, what do you think of this? They make a change. Yeah. But if they're constantly doing the same thing or not making action on it, it just gets under my skin a little bit. Uh, big time. You want to fell forward. So you're literally, or as some people say, fell up. I forget. There's an author of that book. I just yeah. can't think of who it is. But felling forward and felling up. I completely hear you. That is lying and bullying and inaction mm. <laughs> are three major yes. challenges that the Lord is working with me on. Because <laughs> they definitely are puppies too. So I feel you on that. Especially when you've you know, given so much of your time and knowing how valuable it is. Sometimes I think when people have so much access to you, they diminish the value, not because they, they don't appreciate you and not because they don't respect you or any of that. They just don't understand that you people pay thousands of dollars for this. And because of proximity, because you're my nephew, because you right, like whatever the case is, I'm, I'm giving you gems, dude. And you're not running. You ask for them. I'm not just giving them to you to give them to you. You ask. So I'm delivering and you're looking at the plate of food saying, Oh, I'm just so hungry. It's right in front of your face. So if you're constantly saying you're hungry and I put it right in front of your face after you ask for it and you're not eating it at some point, I'm going to stop listening to your, what do they call it? The wolf cry of you constantly saying you're hungry when it's like the food was right there. The food, the fork, the knife, everything. It was right there. You just chose to focus on what wasn't on the plate instead of what was. So I I feel like you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I know it's like precisely what you, what you, what you said. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of something that, um, this, um, artist, person I had on my podcast that told me is that he's from uh, back East, but he lives in LA mm-hmm. and he says, and he, and he's worked with um, a good volume of celebrities, right. With his artist artwork. Um, but every time he'd go back to his hometown, yeah. right. It was people would look almost like, like kind of down on him, but not really giving him the respect that he, he's earned mm-hmm. in his time in LA. And kind of how he kind of brought that up was when those people that I kind of see when I go back there, see me, it's almost like what they could have been. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that's why you almost have to be sometimes out of your element, out of the group that you're with to get the, the respect or, um, whatever you're going to call it, Mm -hmm. because those people don't have those preconceptions of you, I guess. I mean, so I don't know, that, that's kind of popped in my head when you're kind of talking about that. No, you're a hundred percent. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a minister, you know, that from our previous conversations. Yeah. And the first thing that dropped in my spirit, when you shared that example is a prophet is not recognized in their own home. Um, yeah. you typically have to go out oh. and do the great miracles there. Cause the miracles here, you were like, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? Aren't you just the yeah. carpenter? And like, it's a miracle, dude. Take it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you completely. That was a really good example that you gave. So with everything that you have going on and all the spinning plates that we talked about, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? It's <laughs> something that it, 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 um, it, it take, it's taken me a while to, to do this. Um, so I mean, I've, I've told this story many times. I was, um, I've always been one that basically can focus on where I'm going to get. I can work and work seven days a week and I know, okay, well, I'm going to get to this point right here. 
Yeah. I don't need to enjoy my, my day-to-day routine. And I was in a, before I got married, I was in a uh, long-term relationship with someone and it basically killed the relationship because I was focusing on my, my work. Well, I had enjoyed, I enjoyed life, but I, I focused on my work. That was the priority mm-hmm. and it, it, it failed miserably the relationship. Yeah. Um, and so when I came out, out of that, I, I really looked at a lot of self-help stuff. I really looked at a lot of stuff about kind of getting better as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was able to find a significant other and with that significant other, um, she's really adamant about wanting this stuff now. Yes. Right. I yes. want it now. I want this now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm always one still to plan for the future. So it's been kind of like a balancing act of her wanting the now and me going to the future. And that's kind of coming in between, mm-hmm. uh, and me making a conscious effort from my mistakes in the past to, to know that, Hey, when I'm in personal time, relationship time, that I'm in personal time and relationship time. When I'm in work time, I got to focus on work time, right? Yeah. So really making, even though I have the calendar, really living in the calendar and going, hey, I need to incorporate basically personal time, relationship time. So I, when I get off work, unless it's really important, I'm not doing work stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. that's a fine balance. First of all, kudos to your forever lover for having her <laughs> expanded boundaries to say, I love you enough to want more of you. And I need you to make yeah. sure you prioritize that we time just as much yes. as you prioritize that work time. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm with her all day. Yes, honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how can people connect with you and find out more about your business and either working with you for you or receiving your assistance with real estate in the San Diego area? Uh, yeah. I mean, so you can go to uh, our website, the Enriquez Group dot com um it, and it sh- it'll be in the show notes i believe yeah um and then also my phone number i mean feel free to reach out i mean if i don't pick up feel free to send a text message i'm again i'm always open to if you're trying to ask questions talk i mean trying to sell me on stuff it's always funny with salespeople. uh i even listen to like people that are trying to sell me stuff because I'm, I'm always curious about what their pitch is mm-hmm. and then i'll hear stuff that i go oh my gosh i, I like that for the most part i mean <laughs> It needs to be worked on, but there's some people that out there, you have a great skill set and you go, okay, I like what you just said right there. I'm not looking to maybe buy your product now, but I like what you're saying right there. I like your, your pitch. Uh, 858-345-7829. That's so Whenever. awesome. On <laughs> so many levels. Now, <laughs> I, I will say, and for as a ambitious woman in business, representing and honoring Vinny's forever lover. Do not call after 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, okay? Because he's he's doing other things. He's prioritizing his life. Well, I man, I, that's that's one thing that the pe- people around me know is. So I, I wake up early. I wake mm-hmm. up between four fifteen and four thirty every day. Mm-hmm. But I go to sleep really early. Yeah, I, I go to sleep probably about like eight thirty nine o'clock at night, and it's mm-hmm. just so. Uh, yeah, so if you call if you call me a little bit even eight thirty nine, it's uh I probably won't even phone. My you know the funny thing is, is my phone, and this is something that probably no one really knows, is usually on silent. Ah, yes. <laughs> like you, even during the day, because I'm doing mm-hmm. one thing that um 
my brother-in-law's coach told him, and I thought this is really, this, this is more pow- powerful than, than I've even been able to take in. But he goes, how many times do you check your mailbox? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say maybe once a day, right? He goes, once a week. that's the same yeah. amount of time mm-hmm. th- that you should be checking your emails. I was yeah. like, once a day, I can, uh, okay, maybe I'll do twice <laughs> or three times a day, but that's, um, so I try to really, when I'm focusing on something, I focus on the activity. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And that's just another reason that I think we energetically get along. Um, I get fussed at from my kids for this exact thing. Half the time, I don't know where my phone is. It's somewhere in the loft. It's, it's here. <laughs> and the second is it's always on silent unless someone is like in the hospital or, you know, something oh, yeah, major yeah. is happening. Then, of course, I'll turn it on. But I do that on purpose. So the running joke for our family is I tell my kids all the time, my spirit will tell me if it's a real situation. And then I'll go get the phone. <laughs> so my kids are like, but I called you five times. I was like, what did you want? Well, I wanted some money. You could have called your dad for that. He's right. He's <laughs> yeah. right in the other room. He always has his phone on. You're good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vinny, for Thank coming you. and sharing your time with all of the Balance Bowley listeners. We value you and we honor you. And I cannot wait for our off air conversation because this was amazing. I I appreciate you. Thank you for all the the goodness you're doing out there. Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, I told you we were not playing in 2022 and forward. Make sure you do what I ask all of you to do each and every episode. If you're brand new to the BBP, just follow along and play with me a little bit. I need you to A, honor the featured expert that we have. Make sure you follow Vinny, go to his website, share it with one other person in your ecosystem that you know could benefit from this. That's first. And second, enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 